welcome to episode three. It is called Healing After Hockey. Last night, we sat down, Emily and I, with Riley Cote, former Philadelphia Flyer, former Philadelphia Phantom, former Phantoms uh, coach for Leah Valley Phantoms. And uh, yeah, it was kind of um, very, very cool. I've been wanting to talk to Riley for months now, and we finally were able to come up with a time together, and I'm thrilled he was able to come and sit down and chat with us for about an hour. Um, and we weren't really talking too much hockey, believe it or not, because Riley is doing a lot of other really important things with his life right now, which he talks about in the podcast, which we'll get to in just a minute. But I do want to just preface it. Um, you know, when I, I've been doing the radio show, uh, the, the sister show to this, for 15-plus years, and uh, this podcast, you know, we just launched back in December, so it's only a couple of months old, and this is only episode three. So... The format of the radio show is music, and all these will be music. However, the podcast, you know, it's more of a talk format. We're going to be branching out into music, of course, but we're also going to be heading into the direction of hockey talk as well as just uh, kind of mental health and bettering yourself talk. Uh, Those three things, music, hockey, mental health, big things in my life based on my career and just passions of mine and, and things that, you know, have helped shape me. And um, I think tonight will be a very nice first start in the direction of talking about mental health as well as healing and recovery in a a more natural sense than I think what most of society uh, subscribes to, we'll put it that way. But uh, yeah, we'll get into the podcast in just a second. I do want to remind you of a couple of things. Please, please subscribe to the podcast if you have not already. Um, we are on various platforms. We're on Google, iTunes, Anchor. Um, we're going to be on a lot more, um, so we just keep an eye out for that. But whatever platform you listen to, please subscribe so you can stay up to date. We're going to do a lot of these shows over the next couple of months and hopefully years. Um, I just lined up a couple new podcast interviews. We're going to be talking to Adam from Murder by Death in May. We're going to be talking to the band Silver Snakes also in May. We're going to be talking to the band I Hate God in May. Um, we have Darren from formerly of CKY coming on to chat. Um, hopefully in the next couple of weeks we have to postpone our original uh, date of when we were going to do that a couple of weeks ago. So as soon as I have that lined up, I will. Plus I have a bunch of other stuff lined up with bands and uh, people in the hockey community as well as um, just people that I find inspiring to uh, better your life. There's too much negativity these days and I'm trying to bring that out with this podcast um, to, to bring a, a positive spin on things. So things that I'm passionate about, I'm going to share with you and hopefully that's infectious. But uh, yeah, please subscribe. And uh, if you're on social media, that's another way to stay up to date on the show. Um, The podcast and the radio show are kind of combined right now. So if you are on Instagram, just follow at Pirate Radio LV. And um, if you're on Facebook, just search for Pirate Radio 610 and like the page. And um, if you're never listening to the radio show, the radio show is live every Friday from 9 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on iHeartRadio. All you have to do is go to iHeartRadio and we were there search for WXLV. That is the radio station we're on. Um, so iHeartRadio is the easiest way to bring it to an international audience. So just go there, 9 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Friday. And again, iHeartRadio, just search for WXLV in iHeartRadio. 
We have a call-in feature for those of you listening in the Anchor app. Um, if you want to, you can gladly call in and send a question, which I will answer on the next show. If you have any suggestions for another topic or guest, um, feel free to go ahead. That's only available on the Anchor app. And um, yeah, I think that is pretty much it. So let's get into it again. Riley, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I'll talk more in upcoming podcasts about my own um, recovery and things I've gone through, which I touched briefly on here with Riley. But being very honest, had it not been for following uh, Riley's social media the last couple of years, I really would not be as happy and successful as I am at the moment. Um, definitely, you know, always trying to improve and, and improve for the better. But a lot of the things I've learned through some of the the outlets that Riley has shared, as well as, you know, um, trying CBD has definitely increased my quality of life tremendously. I, I was doing pretty well and following some of the guidance of uh, Riley's teachings around hemp and, and just kind of bettering yourself has definitely taken me to another level at this point. I truly, truly mean that. Um, it's one thing that I got to talk to a Philadelphia Flyer. My second tattoo I ever got was a Flyers tattoo when I was uh, 19. And it's truly incredible to not just sit with him, but talk to him about stuff that's really important to me. That's, you know, real life. I mean, hockey's awesome and it is real life, but it's, it's fun. Um, it's supposed to be fun for the fans. But, you know, mental health and, and living and, and all that stuff impacts everyone daily. And, um, you know, we all go through our ups and downs, but it's amazing to see someone that is so inspired to better himself, better his family, better his community, better his fellow hockey players, and just better society for anyone willing to listen. Um, you know, this truly getting to sit down with Riley last night made me appreciate just how passionate he is about, you know, making life better for whoever's willing to listen. So I hope you take a listen. Um, like I said, the, the podcast we actually sat down was just right about an hour. So we're going to get right into that. And I thank you for tuning in. So without further ado, this is episode three, Healing After Hockey with Riley Cote, myself and Emily. Enjoy. All right, guys, it is a uh, Pirate Radio After Dark podcast number four. I am joined by a very special guest tonight. We've done a lot of music over the years on the radio station and so far on the podcast. Tonight we got someone from the sports world and also from the uh, the hemp world. Um, I have Mr. Riley Cote, formerly of the Philadelphia Flyers, number 32, formerly of the Phantoms Calder Cup team, number 19, left winger. He is uh, joining me here tonight at uh, True Blue Mediterranean Cafe in Emmaus, Pennsylvania. If you're local and listening, good place to stop by. But thank you, Riley, for joining us tonight. I really, really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me. So um, I kind of want to focus more on what you're doing right now in your current life and the hockey life. We will talk some hockey because I know we got a lot of hockey fans listening to the podcast. But um, I guess first question would be, what led you to your current path on, in life? I, I know a lot of this because I've been following you for, for about a year and a half now and, and your journey, and uh, it's been extremely inspiring, and you know, I've learned a lot from, from the, the posts you make and, and everything you've been doing, uh, but I want you to just kind of talk about it for people that don't know where you're at for life after hockey. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been an interesting transition for me. 
Yeah, I retired at the, uh, in 2010 at the age of 28, and um, you know, a laundry list of you know physical injuries and some collateral damage from um, you know from the fighting. But uh, I, I viewed I viewed my retirement as an exit strategy. You know, I had an opportunity to get into coaching, um, but it was also for me, to, you know, an opportunity for me to get away from you know I guess my my destructive daily behaviors on and off the ice. So. Um, in saying all that, I you know it made a lot of changes. It was it started really from the nutrition standpoint, and I started going more plant based, and I started kind of looking at my you know my, my protein sources. We don't, we're all crazy about that, and um, how much protein powder I consumed over my life, and you know what I mean. I kind of started like really dialing in little things that I you know would would have thought were working for me were actually working against me, and I started transitioning from you know animal. Based, you know, protein powders to plant-based protein powders, and I got into to hemp protein and started learning about the nutritional profile of the hemp seed. And as I started uh, learning more about that, I started, you know, dipping my head down different rabbit holes and learning more about, you know, the prohibition of cannabis and you know hemp as a resource, industrial resource across the planet, and you know hemp as a medicine, cannabis as a medicine, and uh, learning about Eastern medicine and the whole bit. So I just kind of got passionate about it all and. Um, so, you know, started becoming an advocate, first of all, for hemp. It was 2010. Uh, I started a, a non-profit called the Hemp Heals Foundation. And it was really, you know, I had an opportunity to throw a music festival in Philly and, uh, you know, just create some awareness around the different faces of, of hemp. And, you know, fast forward through my advocacy efforts, it's, you know, this is, you know, pre, pre-2014 Farm Bill, so there was really no business opportunity here early on the East Coast. And just sticking with the advocacy and eventually my, uh, you know, my, my efforts of just speaking about you know hemp as a you know a general um, you know industrial resource, I started learning about the you know the the, the healing properties of non psychoactive cannabinoids like CBD, and then I started meeting other athletes that had you know a real interesting and, and healing story in a relationship with cannabis and, and CBD. So. You know, eventually my advocacy efforts kind of turned towards more of the sports, you know, using the sports platform to kind of normalize this and, and promote this as a wellness tool, as a recovery tool, and really kind of, you know, throw a different spin on what people think of cannabis and, you know, and what cannabis really is. So it's, uh, you know, one of those things that I realized that we've been misled fundamentally and systematically. It's, you know, it's kind of been one big lie. It's nothing but, you know, politics and business. And, you know, once you realize that, you kind of, you see it for what it is. And not for what it's not, and, and it, I mean it's a healing plant. So it's like, how can you not stick up for something that can not only change public health, but you know, environmental health and economic health? And you know, it, it's become my life. It's consumed me. You know, I consume, I eat in my protein shakes. I mean, I really kind of just do the hemp seed, the the raw hemp seed now. I eat CB, uh, I consume CBD on a daily basis. You know, raw dry flower cannabis, and it's you know, my 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 soaps and you know, body care products are hemp based. So it's like. You know, one plant again. I'm kind of just like you know, I probably do overkill just to kind of prove a point. My, you know, my shirts and, and a lot of my socks are you know hemp based. Mm-hmm. But it's like you know, you you kind of vote with your dollars. You support the industries you believe in, and that's how you kind of make change. So it's again, it's 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 my life now. I got a couple different startups involved uh, in the hemp space. One's a hemp derived CBD uh, product line called Body Check Wellness, and uh, another one's an industrial hemp uh, processing plant that I'm involved in. So it's. You know, just trying to do what I can with what I know. It's super rad, and I'm going to talk about myself for a moment here because it's the reason what led me to wanting to contact you to do this interview. Um, You know, when I was, I'm 33 now, when I was 18, 
I had a lot of anxiety growing up, tons of anxiety. I've always had anxiety. And, you know, I was going through the usual pharmaceutical BS of, mm-hmm. you know, therapists, psychiatrists, all that stuff. And for the record, I am a therapist. Right. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I definitely don't like the uh, approach that most of America takes towards that stuff. But I was, you know, put on a bunch of medications. Nothing was working. It was making me worse. Um, you know, I started what they called then self-medicating mm-hmm. with, with marijuana and cannabis. And it was frustrating to me because I couldn't find a therapist that would work with me I, you know at that time you were viewed as an addict like and for once it was the first thing I ever found that allowed me to feel comfortable in my skin yep. and and manage my anxiety but I was looked at as a criminal mm-hmm. um, you know and I, I got away from it because of, of that and um, you know fast forward a few years I got robbed in 2008 by a gang when I was in college Um, it was basically 10 on 2 and it was a gang initiation I was just a innocent victim and going through that trauma and then the court process because they did arrest some of the people left me with basically I mean they were saying it was PTSD I I don't know what it is it could be Um, but I definitely had horrible, horrible uh, panic attacks, anxiety every day, multiple times a day. And I, you know, had to basically figure out a way how to get my life back. And it really started with running. I started running every day. And that that was where it led. And over the last, you know, 11 years, I've, I've got to a point where things are really good but there was something missing and honestly that's where you come into play um you know I, i'm a big phantoms fan we're season ticket holders big flyers fan you know since i was five or six and you know i've been following your social media for a year and a half two years now and your posts about cbd intrigued me and i i followed anything you were posting any articles you were linking any of that stuff and um i just did a lot of research and finally February of last year it's like all right I'm I'm gonna try this and I I was I was hesitant Mm -hmm. and and slightly skeptical to be honest as much as I agree with the natural approach I didn't know um I took it for a couple weeks and in about three weeks I noticed my anxiety started going down what would have been a panic attack for which I hardly ever have is now anxiety and I don't really have anxiety anymore Mm kind of it's all due to the CBD, um, you know, I tried a lot of different delivery methods, a lot of different brands. Um, I, when you were repping Receptra, mm-hmm. I, I did that for a while yeah. and I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that's a good product. Um, you know, and I, I recently started uh, Body Check, which uh, I really like the product and we'll talk about that. But uh, I just wanted to thank you because, you know, it's your platforms for athletes and you're working a lot with athletes but you're also a sports figure and people know you and you know had it not been for you having your outlet me as a regular citizen would not you know know about cb nor would i have probably tried it i know it's really picked up people are more and more people are knowing what cbd is now it's getting more and more press and um you know that has good and bad points i'm sure but uh you know i just if it wasn't for you i don't know i i've accomplished so much in the last year and i really attribute it to the cbd it's it's insane and i just no, wanted no. to tell you that in person no that's thanks um, thank you for letting me know i really appreciate knowing that because that's what i do do what i do i mean it's it's exactly that it's it's quality of life you know yeah. what i mean and, and my platform is a sports platform but everything i do is to normalize mm-hmm. this for the general population i mean it's anxiety is anxiety i mean you know, recovery is recovery. Yep. Pain is pain. Inflammation is inflammation. So, um, you know, I think for every reason, people can relate to the athlete for some reason. You know what I mean? It's yep. like, you know, and I think that's kind of like the path that I'm trying to trying to use. But, I mean, um, 
I love hearing stories like that because it's it's, it's amazing. You know the full spectrum of stories that I hear from you know you know anxiety stories like that. To, you know, diabetic patients being able to lower their insulin medication to you know arthritis to MS to you know epilepsy to all these different things and you know and I think like you know my platform I'm, I'm not really getting into disease state I, I look at anxiety as like part of the recovery state mm-hmm. so it's like stress and anxiety kind of come hand in hand with me and, and yeah. pain and inflammation kind of come hand in hand and sleep's in there so mm-hmm. I think like when I'm talking about it I just try and normalize it just in the sense of those five things if you can just manage those five things on your own without the help of a doctor or anybody yep. else, you I mean you're going to be, you know, you're going to be well on your way to taking care of yourself. You know what I mean? And disease state is something different. That's more like precise dosing and and a little more science behind that. But I think, uh, um, you know, I think the, the, this this standard understanding of just looking at CBD products and hemp hemp extracts is is almost like a food. Come on, guys. It's like you know, just just like you would take any other supplement or. Or you know an herb, and you know you, that's what, essentially what it is. So um, again, just just kind of creating the understanding of you know, removing the fear. You know, there's so much fear around it, and I think I think as human beings, we've across the board been fed a bunch of fear. You know, we we have all these fear bodies, and and and, and everything. You know, and it's all it's all based on on the philosophy that's kind of like jammed down our throat. And you know, we believe so wholeheartedly in the medical establishment as we should. Unfortunately, they've misled us. You know, it's all business. There's no, there's no money in healthy people. There's no patents on, you know, dry herbs and, and foods. Um, so, you know, I think at some point you got to sit back and be like, is this, is this, is this feeding me or is this killing me? You know what I mean? And, and, and look at that as food and as medicine as well. I mean, you know, is this really helping me? Is this masking my symptoms? And I'm just going to go back to, to, uh, you know. To normal, but I think what people don't understand is that CBD is a tool, and it's one of many tools, and you have to incorporate this in other parts of wellness. And um, you know, I, I try and promote that as well. I mean, it's, it's not a cure-all. I mean, you have to be honest with this. It, it is, it is a great and powerful herb, and 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 flower. But I think what people have to understand is they have to use that in conjunction with. We can't just substitute pharma for herb and then not change anything else and you know what I mean and, and then mm-hmm. expect to stay healthy or you know be sustainable I think this is all about teaching you get you know you remove inflammation it gives you kind of a jump start and, and then in conjunction with mindful movement and you know deep breathing and and, and clean foods and water I mean your body can heal I mean and most people don't realize that food is it can be either very anti-inflammatory or very inflammatory and you know when I look at CBD and cannabis it's anti-inflammatory that's why people take it so you know if you look at your diet I mean look at it the same way you know we're trying to incorporate anti-inflammatory foods versus inflammatory foods which are, are, are usually self-explanatory in the refined, refined carbohydrate space and you know the fatty food space and that whole bit but uh, I'm kind of getting off topic here but it's it's all relative because it's all, you know, it's all a way of thinking. It's simplifying the way we think. We become, you know, consumerist, and we just need to, you know, we need to consume, 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 and you know, sitting back and less is more, and you know, you know, being more primal with our approach to, to living this industrial world. And, it's all balance. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is, and you're you're right. For me, CBD isn't a cure all, but it's given me that room to breathe that I was lacking. Mm-hmm. I was, I had a lot of the other stuff going right, yep. but I was lacking that. Sure. It filled exactly. in that gap that I needed. I mean, the tool in the toolbox, you know, it's like it's yeah. We have other pieces, and that's the piece you're missing. You know, to me, it's like 
and everyone's story is different. You know, some people, you know, you know, some people, it's like it's the bridge to the next piece. It'd be like, okay, this is great. It's making, it's helped me, it's helped me cope. It's helped me get through the day. It's helped me manage these things. So now I can do more. And now I, you know, maybe now I can get maybe more uh, mindful exercising. Maybe I can do some yoga, and then I can maybe feel. Like, so then all of a sudden, like, that just trickles on to the next thing, and then all of a sudden, you, you feel better like all around in your day. And your life is better, you know. So it's a, it's a series of positive behaviors, but you know, you you do need to feel good, and you need to have some quality of life to do and function as a human being. You know what I mean? If you're a parent and you have to drive your kids to school, take care of your kids, I mean, you're no good if you're belly up because you, you know you have lower back issues or you know what I mean or, or disease state. So. You know, staying on top of it, and it's just about sustainable wellness. It's not, you know, we're not just trying to patch this up and, then, you know what I mean, and band-aid this. This is like, you know what I mean, like we have an endocannabinoid system. That's what most people don't understand is we have receptors for this plant. And, uh, you know, they affect, you know, the, the immunity and nervous system and, and virtually all fundamentals of life. They stimulate appetite, you know, they, they calm the nervous system when we're stressed. Uh, um, they promote sleep, which is, in my opinion, the spine of recovery. And, you know, all these things that promote wellness. If you look at it from, you know, just a surface level, I mean, it's, it's like, it's, it, it, it's, it's healing, right? I mean, it's encouraging life versus some of these other drugs and, and, and things that we consume that clearly promote death, you know what I mean? And, 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 other, and other, other disease states because, you know, they don't function, they don't work with the body the way they're supposed to. So, um, you know, there's a better way, you know, you know just, you just look back at Mother Nature. Mother Nature's done its, done its, done its job and, and does it better than any anything that you know that that we've created um, in, my, in my opinion you know we, recre- we we try and recreate it um, you know and it's generally just for, for profit unfortunately it's uh, it's not for what the better good of the public is I, I I think it's super awesome and the stuff you've been sharing I've been now sharing with people and you know I've been able to get people to see things differently you know and it's just all about sharing that that information and stuff we have a, a friend of ours that their child's nonverbal. He's a couple years old and really hadn't said hardly any words his whole life. Mm-hmm. She started him on CBD a month or two ago, and awesome. he's talking now. Oh, that's, that's amazing. And it's yeah. just like, I mean, it, that's going to make such a difference for that family. Oh, man, it's, it's um, game changer. And, you know, it's, it's amazing, and I, I, there needs to be more of that. So I have to ask, you know, when you're young Riley Cote coming into the league, would you have ever imagined that, you know, down the road this was going to be the life after hockey? Because every, I think people, you know, I've been following your story. You obviously, you're you, so you know your life. But, you know, the people that don't know much about what you've been doing the last couple of years, they always have that image. You're the enforcer. Mm-hmm. You're the enforcer of the Philadelphia Flyers. You're such a bright dude and so much more than that. And, I mean, we loved you playing hockey for us. But, I mean, would you have ever imagined this was the path? Um, maybe not exactly the way it is right now, but tell you the honest truth, I mean, I've, been, I've had a, a pretty long relationship with cannabis since I was 15. I, I spent a couple of years growing with a buddy, so, I mean, to, to fall in the place the way it is now, I could have never scripted it, no, for sure. But my, I, I think I, I, I know where my passion, where, where, where it's rooted, because I believe in this for a lot longer than I became public with this, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it was one of those things that, like, I was always a cannabis user because it resonated well with me. I always kind of believed that it wasn't as bad as everyone has made it seem, and, and yeah. you know what I mean? And so I, I I guess I was an outlaw, you know what I mean? And it's, like, one of those things It's like, when you're going against the grain, when everyone everyone's telling you it's wrong, you know what I mean? And, 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 and then, you know, going public with it, and, and, you know, it's just one of those things. It's like... So I'm not. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that you know the, the, the stars kind of align when you put yourself out there, 
in line with something you believe in, yeah. you know, so wholeheartedly. So um, it just attracts people that are in the same, you know, in the same vibration. And it's amazing the type of people that I've attracted since I've been doing this and being public about it is like doctors and like world-known researchers and like, you know, there's some, 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 some big-time people that have credibility in, in, in the health and wellness space. So it's, um, you know, it's real stuff. And the people that know, know. And you know what I mean? The people that are dragging their feet on believing and, you know what I mean? And waiting for, like, some American science to come, you know, slap themselves in the face. Like, you know, it doesn't work that way. You know what I mean? And Israel's been doing this for 50 years plus, you know? And the research is there if you, if you want to believe it. You know what I mean? It's just like, again, it's, it challenges people's philosophies and their way of thinking. And, and most people don't want to change. You know, they're, they're, they're content and they're, you know, they're satisfied with their belief system. And, you know, something like that would be like, oh, how can I be so wrong? You know, I thought this was devil's lettuce. And all of a sudden, you know, it's a healing plant. You know, we, we, how do we get it that wrong? You know what I mean? So it's like, how do we get it that wrong? So, you know, it's bought and paid for. You know what I mean? It's like, you look at, you know, you look at prohibition, you look at, you know who was behind it, and it was nothing more than a, you know a, a corporate takeover of uh, you know the synthetic world versus the natural world. I mean, when you look at the you break down the the hemp plant, it's uh, it's fiber and nylon and the cotton industry and the, and the pulp and paper industry, and then you look at the pharmaceuticals, and you look at the alcohol and the tobacco, mm-hmm. and you look at the oil and like you know the resources that it interferes with. It's you just outlaw it. You know what I mean? You put yeah. people in, in, in the prison system, and, and you know you create this you know, this this war on drugs, and you know it's this vicious cycle. You know, and then and then and then what what happens? And now we got an opioid crisis on our hands, a heroin crisis, and you got you know you got this. I mean, above and beyond that, there's a pharmaceutical crisis. You got a, a crisis. You know what I mean? And, and then you got hemp and cannabis like outlawed and sidelined. And, there's no balance, you know what I mean? It's gone so far, we've been just self-polluting. Industrial revolution comes along, we just self-pollute, self-pollute. Everything's synthetic, food synthetics, medicine synthetic, our textiles, you know? And then, you know, you look at a plant like cannabis, and it's like, there's no, there's no balance, and so now we're self-destructing. And you, look at, you, look, you look at the environment, we're, we're self-polluting, look at public health, we're dying. The bees are dying, you know what I mean? It's like, you know what I mean? It's like, there's clearly a problem with our system, and... And hemp is is the solution. It's like yeah. going back to the way it was before, and, and removing the you know the toxins out of the soil with hemp, and, and growing hemp as energy and, and, and medicine and food. So it's just you know there's so much there's so much more consciousness that needs to expand before we really get it, or or, or we're gonna self destruct. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't know what the timeline is on that. I mean, I, I just know that it's, we just can't go like this any longer. So you know, slowly now with the laws, you know, now the, the Trump signed this, this 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 farm bill into play. Like you know, uh, it's going to be regulated heavily, mm-hmm. but it's at least it's a start. It's, it's a start to bring some balance back in and like, you know, give people the medicine they need, and you know what I mean, and, and, and normalize this the way it's supposed to be. You know, indigenous communities like give them a crop to grow, and you know what I mean, and like Absolutely. everybody, I mean farmers, like, farmers are craving for something to grow. You know, besides corn and soy. And, these GMO crops, like, you know, we need to get back to organic. You yeah, know, they're losing farmland because yeah, they yeah. don't know what to do, and that's something to do. Exactly. So, you know, things are changing. You just, you know, it's, it's just so, it's a so, so political, and, you know, it interferes with so many, so many big businesses that, you know, most of these, these politicians are, are bought and paid for, yeah. for by, by one of these corporations that is, doesn't want hemp and cannabis legal. Yeah. You know, this is the bottom line. You mentioned about the moment you decided to go public with all this. You know, what was that moment you realized, like, this is something I have to do for my fellow man? I think it was, like, immediately when I retired, honestly. It was, like, actually even leading up there, I was, you know, I was starting to do a lot of reading and, um, 
and I never read, and I hated reading, and you know, as like I never read any books growing up, and I was just like, you know, I thought I had to. Yeah. And then I just like became obsessed, obsessed with it, and, and like and once I think once I learned that like hemp was like a superfood. I was like, and then I, then I think I learned, what was the next big one? I was like, yeah, Henry Ford built a car out of hemp fiber and out of hemp biofuel. I was like, okay, this is it. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's like, because then everything made, kind of made sense to me. I've done a lot of charity work for, my, you know, my, my sister's MS uh, and stuff like that. And, and just other random charities that were, you know, you kind of, I call them the corporate charities, the ones that really, like, yeah. they, they, they act all big and tall and mighty, but they don't really, like, are they really trying to find a cure? You know, you know what's what's the big, you know, what's the deal here? But I realized like my my heart or you know my, my time and efforts were really kind of just like I don't know. I was kind of like throwing throwing that money into the wind and not really seeing any like you know real true impact. So I said, I feel like hemp and cannabis can kind of intersect into all these charities, whether mm-hmm. it's cancer, MS, epilepsy, autism, all these different things I support, and and just wellness, basic wellness, and you know, and, and healing, and like everything, and you know, cannabis kind of fit all that. So I said, well. If I'm going to do this and spend my time, I may as well stand for something that I believe in, that like I truly think is is going to be the change, and not just, you know, it's good to show up at a, you know, an event and shake shake some hands and kiss some babies and you know what I mean and, and sign a check, but like you know like like come on, like I mean some of this stuff has to have some spine behind it, and I, I think there's a lot of like there's a lot of a lot of a lot of jello a lot of jello out there, you know, and I think uh, I, I I don't know I, I just. That's the way I just felt I needed to spend my time and my efforts to make change. You know what I mean? I just felt like the med- from a medicine standpoint, virtually all people could use it in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen it. I've seen it with my own family members from Parkinson's to, you know, to uh, just, just basic arthritis, pain, uh, pain uh, anxiety. My wife is like, it's a godsend for her. Um, but then again, just, uh, I don't know where I was going with that, but... Um, uh, I, I think just the, 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 big, the bigger play. Uh, oh, I forget. I, I lost my train of thought there. Sorry. It's good Keep stuff. Going. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. I was so, right so you you mentioned about you know putting putting money in places that it's actually you know making a change and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. I know you you started Hemp Heels Foundation, correct? Yep. And then you're a co-founder of Athletes for Care. Mm-hmm. Um, can you briefly talk about those? And then if people want to look up more info, how do they do that? Sure. Uh, well, MPO's foundation, uh, I started when well, I retired in 2010, and we put on our first music festival in 2011 in Philly, and we're actually still doing it. It's the MPO's music festivals, you know, five, six, well, we had 8,000 people are the highest, the highest, and uh, just, you know, bringing some awareness around, you know, the hemp and cannabis plant and just the different faces of hemp. Um, and, you know, I started that in 2000, again, 2010, Really, nothing going on. There was, you know, Philly Normal and a couple other organizations, but there's no legislation, and it was just really my vehicle to educate. You know, I did some, you know, hempcrete workshops and you know my speaking opportunities through Hemp Heels, and um, so there was really a, kind of a platform, a universal platform for all things hemp, and just like promoting, you know, a, you know hemp as a farmer, you know, as an agriculture crop and as medicine as well. But it wasn't until I got really probably around 2013 is when I really started learning about uh, CBD and like you know these other phyto, phytocannabinoids that really offer a lot of healing you know that weren't talked about you know, all we talked about was THC and you know it was, it was demonized so that was just a whole other layer to this because it was something that I didn't even really you know fully know when I came up with, it, with, with the term hem heals you know I mean I, I believe it was a healing plant but like you know to go into that depth and all of a sudden it was like what all kind of always kind of made sense to me is like Prohibition pushed 
cannabis indoors, right? So it's like we had a balanced plant back in the day. All of a sudden, it goes illegal, and then all of a sudden, it's grown indoors. So you're hybridizing plants, and the THC level is getting like cranked through the roof, and the CBD's level is, is virtually uh, indetectable. So um, outside of that, then you go industrial hemp. It's like okay, well now you got to grow this plant because of the law. Uh, below 0.3% THC, then you're getting these high amounts of CBD, and, and, and again, it's, it's, it's kind of like lost its balance. Now the indoor grow has gone like this extreme THC, where people are actually getting you know, more anxious right. and paranoid from the cannabis right. when there should be some CBD and some sort of balance in the actual product the way it was actually designed. Do you know what I mean? So it's Absolutely. kind of like there's this whole other educational process with all this stuff of understanding is like... THC levels in, in some of these products are really high, and like it's a lot, most of those products don't have any CBD. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? To like to, to bring the balance, so you know there the, the, you have to be cautious with it because it is a substance, and you have to know what you're doing. And you know I think that the CBD does add that element of of uh, you know just calmness and balance to a, a cannabis experience, especially for someone that's never or rarely consumes cannabis. Yeah. So if they want to find you for Hemp Heels or Athletes for Care, where, where's the uh, best place to find the info and, and all that stuff? Yeah, so it's HempHeelsFoundation.com and AthletesForCare.org. I didn't even get to the Athletes for Care part there. But, <laughs> um, yeah, so eventually my advocacy efforts just turned into, you know, using the sports background and just kind of like realizing that I feel like I had more juice, you know, doing it that way and, you know, you know, normalizing it through sports. And it's not selfishly for athletes. I think that's what a lot of people think that I'm doing. And it's actually, in fact, the complete opposite. We just use this, the sports platform to, 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 again, normalize it for, for all people. It's like we're, I say we're, always, we're all athletes. I mean, we all have to recover. Manage inflammation, manage pain, manage anxiety and stressors, and sleep. And if you do those things, you can wake up in the morning and feel pretty good and, and do your 9 to 5 or do your, do your sports job, whatever it is. But you got to take care of those things, you yeah. know. And, uh, and uh, you know, I think the Athletes for Care platform is, is really... Is, is really Normalize it for a lot of people because again, I think people like look look to sports as you know like okay these guys you know if they're if they're if they're on top of their game yep. in recovery there must be something to it you know what I mean and again it's more people talk about it the better you know what I mean I think again this is more people talking about it but I think people that do have experience with it should talk about it too mm-hmm. you shouldn't feel bad about it yeah. nothing to feel guilty about you know what I mean this is. This is this is this is God's medicine. You know what I mean? There's, there's nothing to be ashamed of, and I think we need to take the shame out of this and talk about this as as more of a positive thing. And Absolutely. I think sports has the, a, a way to paint that. You know, because you can it doesn't have to be this really dark spin on what cannabis mm-hmm. is. You know, what I mean, you can pair it with a beverage or you know a capsule mm-hmm. or a transdermal yeah. patch. All of a sudden, you spin it, and it's like, oh, that's that's cannabis. You know, it's like, okay, I get it now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, but there's still, I mean, it's, there's a stigma still, you know what I mean? It's, and I think there, there will be until, the, this, like I say this in a respectful way, like the older generation die mm-hmm. off. Um, you know what I mean? Because they're the yeah. ones that are still pull, you know, pull, the, pulling the strings as far as policy and time. stuff like that. You know, the younger generation, you see it in politics, look at Canada, the prime minister is, mm-hmm. I think, 42 or how mm-hmm. old it is. I mean, um, you know, the younger generation, these are the ones that are going to, like, Change, really changes fully, but it's gonna take some time still, you know. I think something that you know, I, I don't know if you guys are aware, but on the end that, that you are as, as athletes, um, you know, one thing it's opened up my eyes to, you know, you like hockey, it's a it's a violent sport, it is, you mm-hmm. can't deny that. I mean, a lot of fans like it because it's a rough sport sure. and it's fun to watch, and sure. you know, I've always felt that way, and I like it for a lot of reasons, but that's one of them. But I think seeing some of this stuff come to light you know Dan Carcillo's story you know when he re- released that video over the summer about his brain injury and stuff I mean 
it puts a, a human face. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys were kind enough to give up your life and time to entertain us fans. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you read, you hear about Dan Carcillo, you hear about Brady uh, Leibold from Tampa Bay Lightning, what happened to him, and like, it's, it puts a human face on things. And I think that's good for the sports world. Yeah. I think people realize that you guys are people too. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that's a nice side benefit to all of this. And I just wanted to, to sure. say that because I've, I've had a lot of people that I've talked to start noticing like, hey, you know, these are people too. They can't yeah. go out and get their head beat in every night. And like, that's not okay. Yeah. Know? But, yeah, no, I, I, I 100% agree with you. And I think there's, there's always two sides to look at everything, you know. And I, I think... The sports leagues, so and I think it comes, it's higher than that. It's you know the medical establishment. Mm-hmm. The sports league just kind of follows suit, but clearly they can do a better job with the treatment. I mean, because if, you know, if cannabinoids are are banned and, and, and cannabinoids are patented as, as neuroprotectants, like you're, all, you're you're missing yep. pieces to true actual brain care and actual care on it. But like you know, for contact sports, there has to be some there has to be some accountability too. And I think like for myself, it's like. Well, I signed up to be a banger. You know what I mean? I signed up for it. I mean, I loved it. I mean, it was like it was it was me at the time, and you know, it served its purpose. It was a platform, and and yeah, I mean, do we know? Do we know? Do we know all the consequences of it all? No, but I mean, I, I knew what I was doing was a risk. Mm-hmm. I ran a risk even before I was fighting. You know what I mean? I was playing that run the risk playing hockey. You know what I mean? It's contact sport, and shit could go wrong. I mean, and it does. I mean. You never could prepare for some stuff. Um, so I mean, you know, we, you know, for me it was like live by the sword, die by the sword. But you know, I, I think I was, I say, blessed enough. I think a lot. I was, I was disciplined enough to make change where I got good results. You know what I mean? Where I didn't have to go down some of these dark paths. Where I was able to like, you know, mitigate some of the stuff. Is like. There has to, you know, again, when you're dealing with brain injury, it's complicated because now you got brain injury, and then you're dealing with other things that affect the brain. You know what I mean? If you had stuff before, you know what I mean, it affects it more, and you know what I mean. There's a lot of variables there, you know. And I think it's complicated. So, you know, I, I, I know they can do better for their players, but you know, in the old gladiators days, I mean, from a fan's perspective, you guys are just spending your hard-earned money to watch guys compete. Yeah. If if you wanted to watch someone play a non-contact sport, you would rather probably not pay for your tickets because you'd like that sport for the emotion and you know the you know the, the integrity and the honesty of it, um, uh, or, or you just wouldn't you wouldn't show up because it's not that's not the sport you want to watch. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there's something so you know, it's just like football. Yeah, I mean football is even more barbaric than hockey. It's like you know head-on-head collisions every 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 play and like again it's like at some point. There's still a young lad still signing up for this. It's just, it's just like you know the military and stuff yep. like that. You know, there's there's risk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and um, most of these guys, in the back of their minds, have to understand the risk. Yeah. You know what I mean? So at some point, personal choice comes into play, and it's like, okay, well, and then there's some really ne- negative stories, and, and whether it's you know them not dealing with it properly. I mean, there's a lot of substance abuse involved in mm-hmm. a lot of these stories. Yeah. You know, including my own. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then you know there's, there's a lot of variables. You know what I mean? So it's like yes, you know the the concussion could, could cause some temporary darkness, and then there's like an identity crisis, and then they're they're, then they're treated with like you know Valium or something they should not be on, and then it's like then it starts a cycle of like you know poor behavior, and, mm-hmm. I, and I've seen that so much. So that's why I go, always go back to cannabis and hemp. Is like I don't you know my my last two surgeries with the Flyers 2010. 
no pharmaceuticals. I haven't touched one since I retired. And, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I say that not to, to be like that, but just to just just to almost prove that that you can you, you can manage these types of things with an herb. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and mental health stuff, which is, in, in my opinion, more important than the pain stuff. Because mm-hmm. you have a... I mean, most people don't even talk about it. And, and you know what I mean? And anxiety is real. Stress is real. Yeah. That's a killer. You know what I mean? On top of everything else. And that's what puts people on their, flat on their back is stress and anxiety. It builds up, it builds up, it builds up. So um, just from that standpoint alone, you know, it's just it's a game changer. And, um, you know? That's... that's really awesome to hear that you haven't taken anything since then I mean when I've talked to people about what I've learned from the things that you've been posting and all that stuff my defining thing that made me decide to try CBD and I understand I want to preface this on the podcast CBD did not do this it helped um, the photo you've posted a couple times of you when you were on the flyers towards the end and then you now mm-hmm. and it's like what a difference I mean yeah. that's just living a healthy lifestyle making yeah. the right choices and like that was when I I realized like you really believe in this this is something that you're passionate about and this is your life and you know I I think it's amazing that you're sharing it it, it should it's word of mouth right now it really yeah. is you know True. but um, I mean no, that's thanks. just that's just super awesome yeah no I feel like it's one of those things like if you have the knowledge and you have the experience like you don't want like, I, just, yeah, I don't want to see more people and more players go through what, what, what I went through and like what I've seen other guys go through you know what I mean it's yep. like medieval shit you know what I mean it's like you know, when you're giving guys synthetic heroin to manage yep. pain you know what I mean you're giving guys I mean but it's no different than in the real world that's what they're giving people too if you banged up your knee you get the same thing you know and, and, and Ambien and muscle relaxers mm-hmm. you know but people get addicted to that stuff especially the opioids and the sleeping pills I mean you know so it's and then, and then the biggest thing is when guys retire most guys don't see it coming always, you know it's not just like okay I'm going to plan for my retirement where my jersey's going to be hanging in the rafters no yeah. you know like very few guys like that it's usually because you can't find a job or you get hurt mm-hmm. you know and guys retire and, and, and then it's like you've been a hockey player since you've been five years old four or five years old all the way through you know juniors all the way through the pro ranks and you played hockey for like 20 to 30 years of your life wherever it is and now now what now what are you you know what I mean? So now yeah. you have like a, arguably a physical injury, maybe mental health issue, with addiction with alcohol or something, and then then you have an identity crisis. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you know, and then it's like the downward spiral is like even faster now because now you don't know who you are. Now you're chasing it with whatever else. You're in pain. You're in suffering. You know what I mean? You're just trying to hang on. You know, it's just and it's it's tough, man. You know what I mean? It's like you don't yeah. you don't you don't realize when when you're in that bubble of sports, that you've had your hand held the whole, your whole life. And, Tell you where to go, where to, where to meet, what to wear. Here's a schedule for the week. Here's a schedule for the month and the year. You know, and starting life over again. Yeah, I mean it really is, and um, you know, and, and how to manage how to manage a day because you have so much structure in a day. You know, that's just given to you. You know, it's tough for a lot of guys. You know what I mean? They're dealing with you know the the residuals from a you know, game that well gave them everything, but it, it gave them that too. You know, and they got to deal with that. So. Well, a struggle. A lot more people, more, more people think, uh, most people think, but I think a lot of people would say, well, we made a lot of money. Yeah. Well, it's not everybody makes a lot of money. I mean, a lot of guys, they either never make it or make it, and you never sign the big ticket, and, you know, 
get hurt and you know never play and you know there's, there's some guys absolutely but it doesn't I mean all the money in the world doesn't always buy you happiness and mental health either I mean yeah. you, there's an element of you know uh, you, you have to reel it in too mental health is is, is generally because you're taking on too much and you know you're overstressing your body and the nervous system and 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 and, and, and what, you know and there's other things that stress out the body too diet stresses out alcohol I mean there's, there's substance like toxic people you know what I mean there's a lot of things and at some point you gotta be like wow shoot, I mean, what's what's causing this and how do I remove myself from this rat race of a, of a you know of a world yeah. and, and find some peace you know what I mean and, uh, and, we, and that's where I've learned and from a meditation standpoint that's how you do it I mean you get away from you know the, the stress and you know what I mean in conjunction with I mean it's just you know find some peace in, in a day and breathe and <laughs> You know, you look at, like, you know, we can't live without air, water, and food. And I, I put so much, you know, so much emphasis on water and um, and food that, you know, now I'm studying yoga and, and actually get, becoming certified to be to be an instructor and just so I can, like, really learn the philosophy of, of, of yoga. But it's just, like, like air, like deep, breath, like, deep breathing is, like, food mm-hmm. to the soul. I mean, it's, like, so you don't think of it because you become shallow breathers. Yeah. Because we're so stressed. And when you, know, you have anxiety, like, I know anxiety, that all too yeah, well. Exactly. So it's like, and I think I think they say it is like a yogi doesn't count, um, you know, length of someone's life in years. It counted in breaths. Yeah. And you know, and it makes a whole lot of sense. And you know, in the stressed out world, is that you get super, super tight with your breathing. Mm-hmm. You said it. I mean, it's so. You know, I've learned to really appreciate that, and, and you know, and that alone has helped me a ton. So, uh, you know, there's there's all these tools, and I think if you can reel it in, and you know, what you, what you learn is that this this we weren't designed to live this like robotic corporate like no. you know what I mean synthetic world. Like you know what I mean, there has to be some peace and balance. So it's it's finding that and really and, and just finding awareness in it all. You know, you're never going to escape all the poison and all the pesticides and all that, but yeah. it's just like being aware and, and you know doing your best and and just raising consciousness and staying ahead of it. You know, because there's so much to learn. There's so much we don't know. My my next big thing is the mushroom kingdom. You know, is you know yeah. like you know what I mean. You dig around there and and, and it's a whole other world. You Some know very I mean? interesting like, studies in that. Oh right man, no, no, for sure. So you know, we don't have any scratch the surface of what we know. You know, that's the fun part about this. People often ask me if I regret, if I could go back and, and not be robbed. And I don't. I'm glad I got robbed. I'm glad I went through that trauma. It made me stronger. It made mm-hmm. me resilient. It made me smarter. It led me to my career path. It led me to helping other people. Mm-hmm. But uh, the only bad thing that ever came out of that was being put on benzos. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't sure. know. I didn't. I was in college. I, I was studying, but I didn't realize what benzos were. I got yeah. put on Ativan, and within two weeks, I was addicted to it. I only was on it for about three months total, but yeah. it ruined my life for three months. Oh, like, yeah, absolutely no ruined it. Yeah. So, again, having something like CBD be able to do a lot of the same things mm-hmm. it, with the other stuff that comes along with it and, and feeling much better than that ever made me feel is, yeah. is amazing. That's the, that's the plan. That's a lot of that stuff. That's just is why there's so much violence and yeah. anger and, and fear is that that stuff kind of promotes it. I yeah. mean, it promotes like an anxious behavior, right? The... I mean, it's, the uh, withdrawal I was having from it was worse than any anxiety I ever had in my life before yeah. that. Oh, yeah. It's not that's, worth that's no it. Joke. It's not worth it at all. No, that's what people, and there's so much suicide with that kind of stuff, you know, yeah. is people, 
the withdrawals is, is terrible. Yeah. I, mean, I never went through it, but I've heard it was really, terrible. really, really bad stories. I mean, I've, I've read some articles that compare it to being worse than any withdrawal on the planet. Huh. And it's, you know, I, I had to check myself in the hospital to get off of it. Oh I was God. taking it less than prescribed. That's how bad it That's is. That's wild, yeah. So, yeah, I, I get that world. Jeez. So if you were in an airport and someone's like, I have like one minute for my flight boards, you're the, you're the CBD guy. I'm nervous about trying it. You have one minute. What would you say to the person to convince them to give it a go, to just try it? Jeez, I mean, the biggest hang-up is most people is that it's the, the psychoactive nature. So it's non-psychoactive. There's no highs. You just look at this like any other herb or tea that you might have that has no caffeine. It's just, uh, you know, it, it, it's just a, a subtle calming effect that you almost don't feel anything, but you don't until you realize that... Your stress and anxiety is gone almost. So it's 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 subtle. I mean, it's 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 simple to understand. Um, hemp is not marijuana, you know. Um, I think those if you under, if you understand those two things, there shouldn't be anything to shy away from. I and mean, it's you know it's it's, uh, it's a gift from God. It's just, this this is the, one of the oldest resources on the planet, and the oldest medicines on the planet. So there's nothing to be afraid of. Awesome. So. You started doing Body Check, your, your own line of uh, CBD. Mm-hmm. I noticed you guys put out a bunch of new products in the last week, which is awesome. Um, where can people check that out, and is there anything you you know want to point people to if they're interested in trying your product? Yeah, so it's uh, bodycheckwellness.com, and that's uh, B-O-D-Y-C-H-E-K, wellness.com. Um, and... Uh, well, I think we wanted to separate ourselves a little bit from, from the pack of not just being a CBD company and you know, really encompass that wellness component and, and being progressive. So um, the one unique product we have, and there's nothing else quite like it, is, the, is our six-blend CBD mushroom capsule that um, you know, really promotes uh, immunity and you know, brain, brain health and, and neuroprotective properties along with the CBD. So it's... Uh, for those that aren't, you know, familiar with, you know, the anti-inflammatory properties of CBD, um, the six mushroom blend. I mean, the, the, the mushrooms that I'm talking about are, are legal, medicinal, uh, food-grade mushrooms: lion's mane, cordyceps, reishi, chaga, agaricon, and turkey tail. And they all have immunity boosters, uh, brain function boosters, and uh, um, so. For me, I'm all about the brain health and you know the anti-anxiety and just the, you know the calming and promoting of the. You know the just again the proper brain function. So that one is we've gotten great response. I take it daily in the morning and the evening, and um, I don't know. I think it's my clarity, my focus. Um, just you know, it just it just makes you feel good and balanced. It's hard to explain, you know. And I think people should, uh, you know, again look past the CBD. You know, it's a great it's it's great in conjunction with other herbs and other uh, other mushrooms. Uh, it works it works wonders, you know. So that's that that to me is a product that. I'm proud of um, it's, it's it's progressive, and uh, and it works you know really really well for for brain health. So, no, well, I'm very curious to try that next. I just picked up your uh, cocoa um, CBD oil, and I really like it. Nice. Um, I'm not one that's ever been off put by the taste of CBD, but I know a lot of people have complained that's an issue. Mm-hmm. I think you're the first product I've ever tried, and I've probably tried about ten companies in the last year okay. that actually has a good taste. Yeah. Um, for and again, I mentioned that family that they have the little one that's on CBD now, yeah. and that's his biggest issue. You know, he he doesn't like the taste of it. Sure. So you know, I'd recommended them to look into to your line, and you have cherry as well, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, we got peppermint now too. Very nice, yeah. but it, it's really uh, mild, really 
it's really pleasant mm-hmm. um, for those. And I don't mind the other taste, but like sure, I'm the same yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I go, but I get uh, down anything. But yeah, I, I like that fact that you guys have something that's more digest- digestible to the, sure. the common folk that that don't like uh, the world of, of hemp and yeah. cannabis taste. So. Yeah, that was that was the plan. You know, we we knew we could fla- we could flavor it with uh, an organic terpene and, mm-hmm. and, and do it right and, and actually give someone a flavor. Versus, I, I know some of the taste of some of these products is. Pretty bitter, you know, pretty hempy, but uh, I could I, I can do it, but most people can, I know. Yeah. So, um, you know, e- hey, how are you, Jeff? Good. So, um, yeah, um, you're obviously very much a family man for anyone that follows you on social media. You know, when your daughters are growing up and you're older, what do you want them to be proud of you for? I think just. Um, I'm doing the right thing and 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 and, and believing myself, you know, and uh, that's the way I'm teaching them right now. Is just to like you know, just just because you know, I, I think I was I was like the one thing I remember growing up was just believing in yourself when you know when no one else does. So I think I think they already see that, you know. I think I see my my daughter sees that because you know she she already knows that daddy's not like a lot of other people you know what I mean because you know she wakes up to mo- this morning 4.30 in the morning and I'm like in the middle of my yoga practice and you know, she, you know she's shaking her head like you know what's the, she you know, thinks daddy's crazy but as she gets older she's going to realize daddy's craziness has a purpose you know and uh, she sees and she you know she joined me and it's that's cool I, I, you know and I, I just I just know she she's at the point now she's kind of seeing you know you look around you know in, in society it's like you know most people run in the same in the same direction and you know i think she she sees because you know just just for some for some of the things that have happened at school and you know the, you know the, the, the disagreement of philosophy with simple things like water and you know what i mean and snacks at, at daycare yeah. she i think she's starting to understand that daddy's a little bit different you know and but she i think she, she she's she's gonna learn that it's out of love and it's not me being just an asshole daddy you know what i mean and i think she's starting you to want to be there a long time and yeah be able to take care of them. Sure, absolutely. That's awesome. You guys have a wonderful family, by no, the way. Oh, thank you, yeah. Um, yeah. blessed. So, it's funny, you mentioned growing up you hated reading. I hated reading, too, because everything in the public school system was, uh, you know, fiction, and I don't like mm-hmm. reading fiction. And I realized later in life uh, I liked reading nonfiction and, and educating myself on things. Yeah, and you too. posted some wonderful books over the last year that I've, I've started looking at. The biggest one was The Four Agreements. Oh, I yeah. studied that like I've read that three times now it's and it's phenomenal um, if there were five books that you'd say every person should have that's interested in bettering their life what would those be oh geez uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill have you heard of that one it's a classic it was written in 19, uh, 1937 um, I want to pull up my, my audio book here because I'm reading an awesome one and I was wanting to make sure I get it right A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle I've heard Unbe- of that one unbelievable it talks about fear bodies yep. and, and uh and then I have uh, the wisdom of shamans, and that's by uh, the son of Don. By the four I agreements. That one up, oh yeah, yeah. No, okay, awesome. Uh, Zentiva, a philosophy of cannabis, and then uh, the Yoga Sutras. I'm in the middle of that one. Very and, cool. oh, and this last one, unscripted, unscripted life. It's amazing. Well, the way, uh, it's by um, MJ DeMarco. I, I trust your uh, your picks here. I'll be gonna, picking gonna, all gonna, these I'm up. Gonna pose, I'm going to post the whole thing one of these days. I, cool. Because I just think that there's. They are really valuable books. Absolutely. Just on so many levels. It's just really just changing really the mind. I'm obsessed with the mind. Um, and I just, uh, you know, and I, I might sound cold when I say that. I just feel like most people don't realize how much power they have. 
you know, you know what I mean, and how much potential they have, and if they had changed, if, if certain, just a few certain things, how much power they would have. But you know, there's these roadblocks, there's, like you see, and fear bodies, like you know what I mean. People, you know, fear is paralyzing for a lot mm -hmm. of people. You know what I mean? It's uh, and it gets in the way, and then you know, angry and negative emotions get in the way, and. You know, it's unfortunate because I think that's part of my message is not just CBD. Like, I'm going to study, I'm going to see some of my content that's going to go in a lot different direction. Well, it's going to go, with, you know, in a yogi direction, but it's going to go in like a lot of, you know, just like simple ways of understanding how people can make change and, you know, make and better themselves. You know, it's all personal development, you know. Um, Absolutely. The other one I recommend listening to is a guy named Jim Rohn. And it's all, his whole thing is like personal development and spending more time on yourself and then your job and then everything kind of you know falls into play because it's all about attracting vibration and if you, you know if you sit in, in a certain vibration and it's low like you attract nothing but negative things yeah and people say it was like oh you know trouble just follows that guy you know I mean, he just gets into trouble you know it's like it doesn't you don't just get into trouble i don't, I don't just get in trouble you know what i mean and, and i've been in over 250 fights you don't just get into fights on the street you know what i mean it's like you know it's like so, like, there is an element of, like, accountability in the sense of, like, okay, well, you know, the universal law of karma, you know, it's the universal law of vibration. It's, like, you, 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 you attract what you put out there, and it's a vibration. So, you know, we have to change that and change that by, you know, being aware, being aware and promoting awareness and being more mindful. And as soon as you start being more mindful of a couple of things, you become more mindful of a couple of other things. All of a sudden, you're, you know what I mean? You're on a different level of vibration and you attract different people. I mean... Like the people I tracked when I was a hockey player, well, or, or, or fans, but I mean, at the bar, I got, it was it was drinkers and people yeah. posted up at the bar. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that was the vibration that I was on. Yep. And I and I say that with all due respect of anybody, because uh, I don't, I'm not judging, but you know, I mean, I just feel like, you know, the things I got into post hockey career were, were conscious forming behaviors versus you know. Alcohol specifically is, is an unconscious drug. I mean, you know what I mean. It despirits people, and, it, and it's dark. It's a dark energy, and, and, and so in turn, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to alcohol conferences. I don't, I don't, I don't hardly ever drink anymore. Uh, a glass of wine now and then, but um, you know, you never find me at the bar unless it was someone's birthday or you know, right. or, or I don't even know what a restaurant. You know, maybe now and then, but um, so you know, again, it's just going back to just that. I think everyone has the ability to change. Requires effort. It requires discipline, and, you know. And but as soon as you do, you know, things start rolling. And I think people need to kick in the butt. But it's like the old saying: is like you lead a horse to water, you can't make them drink it. I mean, at some point, uh, the person has to make the decision that they're going to do it. You know, you know when the when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Type of deal. Yep. Like you know, what I mean, the information's out there. You know, what I mean, it's like it's but. I, I mean, this, you, you're incredibly inspiring, and, and I view you as a teacher, and I, I feel it's infectious, and I've been trying to pass that along to anyone that's interested in listening, mm -hmm. um, and I, I just commend you and just keep that up, and oh, society needs more of that, less negativity, that. less BS, you know, just how can we better society, because there's yeah. enough going on, um, so oh, I know sure. they're, they're closing up soon, so I got two, two, maybe three quick flyers questions for, yeah, it, yeah, since, yeah. for the hockey fans listening. So, what was your favorite moment as a pro? What's the defining moment of your career? Uh, I, I think my favorite moment was winning the Calder Cup in Philly in 2004-2005 season there. Um, 
you know, the, I think the most like, the, the most memorable moment was probably my first, just my first stride on the ice in an NHL hockey game, just because. I mean, how can you forget that? I think I ran somebody that shift, so it was a pretty good, like, 10 strides. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, between the, between the championship and that, and, you know, uh, I, that's pretty much it. I mean, I, you know, I think winning a championship in Philly and then, you know, playing an NHL hockey game was kind of the, you know, two, most two significant things for sure. Pretty awesome. Yeah. So who was your mentor in the league? Who, who did you uh, gravitate towards? Um, you know, I had uh, a, a couple of really good veteran guys, uh, Jason Smith and Jimmy Dowd. Jimmy Dowd was my centerman my uh, my first year, and I think he, I don't know how old he was at the time. It must have been 38, 39. I think he played one more season after that. But, he, you know, he was a guy that just, like, I look back on it, and, like, you talk about a guy that took care of his body. I think he broke his back when he was 31, and the doctors told him he'd never play again. So, you know, to see a, a Wiley vet like that take care of his body and maybe being such a meathead and, you know, not taking the might, you know, the, the advice or the hint back then, you know, shame on me. But, um, you know, he was awesome. And, you know, Jason Smith, uh, he was the captain of the Flyers there the one year, and, uh, you know, just a warrior, you know what I mean? Just a guy that just would block a puck in his face just, just, just because, you know, and, and he did, and um, you know he's he's amazing. So guys like that, just like you know, just like good good heart, good spirit, good guys that you know that are more lead by energy than you know stat or you know just just by doing the right thing. Awesome. So my last flowers question, um, you know, you're obviously you were coach for the Phantoms for a while, and uh, you're obviously still very involved in, in hockey in, in, in different ways. Um, who on the Phantoms right now isn't getting enough credit as a player that you think is going to blow up? Jeez, oh, I haven't really been following a whole lot, but um, <laughs> putting you on the spot now. Yeah. Well, I'm sure I'm glad to see Carter Hart do what he's doing. I mean, I think he was held back probably. He was. He, he's been the old. He's been the Bobrovsky, yeah, the new age Bobrovsky. But um, as far as players go, not that you know. Again, I'm really not too sure who, who, I mean, I know it's traded away Taylor Lear. I, I thought he, you know, had a lot of offensive upside. He just never really got a fair honest sniff. I don't know, man. Um, again, I haven't really been following the season. You're, you're not busy enough with anything else, right? <laughs> no, and I, and I don't have cable. <laughs> that's probably a good, that's a good thing. But, uh, you know, I've seen some of the transactions and, you know, I, I mean, I've been following, I guess, like through Twitter, I guess if you call it that. So, um, you know, but it's nice to see, it's nice to see that, you know, the, the direction of the Flyers has changed and, you know, to see a young guy like Carter. I mean, I, you know, I, I look at a guy like Carter, I, I only had him for like maybe two weeks. He came out of junior hockey at the end of one year we were in the playoffs. And you could talk about a pro and a guy that, like, you know, does all the right things and sends out the right energy. And, like, this guy, like, is a guy to root for. And you look at him, you know, he, he has so much fun being around the rink. And I know it's new to him. He's still in, like, this honeymoon phase of being in the NHL. But he said he's special. He's special not as a goaltender but as a person. Like, he's he, he was a guy that he had hired, like, a, you know, sports psychologist at the age of 10. Like, one of those guys. You know what I mean? Like, way ahead of his time, super dialed in, focused. So sky's the limit for a guy like that. So to see Flyers finally find their goalie and you know what I mean and 
and, and such a good kid. Like, not, you know, not just an arrogant, you know, just, you know, athletic freak. Like this guy is. He's he's, solid, he's he's a solid human being and, and a great goalie. So I see him as like a Bernie Perrant, you know, but a, a, whatever. I don't even, I don't want to you know put limitations on this guy, but um, it's you know to me like that that that's worth his weight in gold this year. You know what I mean? You got gritty and you got Carter Hart. <laughs> you know, it's exciting stuff. It's exciting stuff. I, I'm I'm truly stoked. And when I get home, I'll be watching the Flyers and the Pens game tonight. So that's right. check yeah, the score. Okay. But uh, oh yeah, Jeez. so I wanted to thank you, Riley, for meeting up. I have like a gazillion questions, but I think you covered so much, and I, I can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast. Like I said, it was more of the fact of you know you've helped me, whether you know it or not, through just your your teachings online and, yeah. and your ability to uh, share your knowledge. And I felt it was necessary to pass it along to my listeners and hopefully a bigger and broader audience. So yeah, no, thank you. I can't I, thank you enough. That means a lot. You know, that's that's what I'm trying to do. You know, I'm glad to hear that that it has an impact. It's, it's going to keep me keep me going. Yeah, um, never, never give up on this stuff. You know. And uh, again, real quick, if anyone wants to find you, what's the best best place to follow you or or Hemp Heels or any of that stuff? Uh, body check. Yeah, so they don't be standard Twitter and uh, Instagram handles Riley Coyote R I L E E C O Y O T E, and then Body Check Wellness. It's check with a C H E K, and dot uh, com, and you know athletesforcare.org, hempheelsfoundation.com. And uh, more to come. Uh, I got lot, lots of stuff down the pipe here, so I'm really again bringing that whole that whole wellness component to it. not just you know a CBD product line, but you know the yoga, you know the whole mindfulness, uh, life life transformation, uh, you know the whole the whole bit. So it's it's on its way. Awesome. Well, I wish you the best of luck. Keep it up and stay in the area. We like having you here, man. Yeah. Thanks. Thank sure. you. We'll do. Hey, this is Riley Cote, and I'm with Josh, the Radio Pirate at Pirate Radio After Dark, the podcast. And again, there you have it. Uh, thank you so much to Riley Cote for taking time out from his family and his evening to sit down with us and chat about things that are very important to myself as well as him. Um, I can't thank you enough. And please check out all the things he's involved with, Athletes for Care, Hemp Heels Foundation, his uh, music festival in Philly through Hemp Heels, and Body Check Wellness, which has some of the best products I've had so far in the world of CBD. Um, so please, please check all that out. And uh, if you have any questions, I'm sure he'd be more than happy to answer those through his social media channels. So thank you again, Riley. And uh, of course, we always leave the show with uh, some of my own bizarre music that Emily and I make in our spare time just to kind of heal ourselves after a long day. So this is our band, The Bedroom Invaders, which you can download all of our records for free on our Bandcamp. Go to thebedroominvaders.bandcamp.com. If you like them, you can donate, and there is some merch on there as well. We do it for fun, uh, not for success or anything, but uh, again, and the bedroominvaders.bandcamp.com is our bandcamp site. We are the Bedroom Invaders, and we're leaving with two tracks now. The sky was a blanket tonight. Little green men. Thank you, and our next episode will be up very shortly. We have quite a long list of people uh, that we'll be getting together with in the next couple of months. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to subscribe to the show on whatever format you're listening on, and we'll be added. We'll be adding more channels uh, very soon. Thank you and good night.